They're live, local, and talking about the stories that matter to you. Share your opinions with Mark and Melinda at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Mark and Melinda. Thank you for joining us. It's 503. Jack is here producing, and Paul is with us on KLBJ. How are you this afternoon, Paul? Doing good, doing good. Just enjoying our wonderful Texas weather. No no freezing ice or rain, and normally, as you'll do, you'll do a good show. But this is exactly the thing about these girls, you know, going on a cruise. You know, I mean, common sense. Jesus, you know. You know, it's all started, you know, when families, you know, had double incomes now and parents aren't taking the time to, you know, develop their children properly and, you know, make them just at least understand. I cruise, my wife and I have been cruising for 44 years, and every ship tells you that if you, uh, if you're not going to use one of their excursions or their planned individuals, that there are risks involved and that you're responsible for getting back to the ship. Uh, and if you're late, you're going to miss it. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that uh, these gals went out drinking, you know, probably dressed up, you know, uh, a little provo- provocative. And, uh, you know, I mean, hey, the other thing is that the police and even the government tells all the bad guys, don't screw with the tourists. Don't mess with any. That's why we can go to Cancun and Cosbell and Puerto Vallarta and all the other places that we want to. You never hear about any of that crap going on unless someone goes off the beaten path. You know, I mean, gosh, get in a cab and, and take it to the east side of town or whatever, you know, side they consider to be the bad side because they want to get a little, you know, Jamaican weed or, you know, behind, behind. You know. All right, Paul, uh, we got you, your You're point. making a lot of assertions here. One, they're 31-year-old women here. Uh, this does say that they were on an excursion. Now, I don't know if it was a through Carnival Lines excursion or it was an excursion that they got outside of the lines. Um, so, it, and it happened at a resort. And, and they say, uh, on top of that, the police in the Bahamas told them, don't try to go to a hospital. If you do, we're not going to guarantee that you'll get back to the ship. Uh, they say the police encouraged them to uh, not get a rape test at the hospital. So they're painting a picture of not only being crime victims, but then getting zero help from yeah. the law enforcement in the Bahamas. Which, uh, that's disgusting if that is, is truly the case. They should be wanting to bend over backwards to help because right now you've got a warning out for people not to come and visit your island and you should be doing everything to try and show them that that's not the reputation you want and you take it seriously. 512-836-0590. You can call, you can text us. In San Antonio yesterday, the scene was a parking lot at a Home Depot, three o'clock in the afternoon. A customer says he came outside and there were several guys trying to break into his car. He told police that uh, he felt threatened when he saw one of the suspects reach for a weapon. So that's when the car owner pulled out his gun and fired shots at the guys he says were trying to break into his car. 
and they ultimately all fled. They all left the scene in a car. Uh, the supposed uh, burglars are still on the loose, according to San Antonio police. So at, at this point, they're not sure that the owner of the car hit anybody when he started firing the rounds. Well, that's good with the exception of not getting the bad guys. It's good for anybody else that was in that parking lot. I'm curious where this car was parked. Was it at the front of the lot? Was it at the back of the lot? You have a little bit more activity if you're the, not near the entrance of the store with people coming and going. Um, this is just another sign of how it just does not matter anymore where you are, what you're doing, what time of the day it is. Criminals have gotten the message. It's a green light 24-7. Go for it. Mm-hmm. The investigation is ongoing. There's no word from San Antonio PD on the suspect's IDs or their whereabouts. It doesn't specify how many. It just says multiple guys. Several, in fact, is the word they use. Several men were trying to break into this customer's car at the Home Depot at 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Uh, Police say that when the car owner saw them, he felt threatened when he saw one of the suspects reaching for a weapon. That's when the car owner shot a couple of times at the group with his own handgun. The burglars attempted to flee in a car and hit other vehicles as they were escaping the parking lot at the Home Depot. The burglars then left the car and jumped into another car with a friend before fleeing across the highway. That was kind of a weird part of the story. So... They had their own vehicle, but also had a friend. What was the friend like the the lookout and forgot to warn them? <laughs> I mean, how did they have another friend with another car just sitting there waiting? Or was the first car that they tried to get off in somebody else's stolen vehicle? They don't explain that. That was kind of weird. It is weird. You would think uh, once somebody's shooting at you and you're trying to escape, you don't stop. You don't go looking for another vehicle to jump into. You just <laughs> go as fast as you can would seem to be the actions. Here are the numbers, 512-836-0590. You can weigh in with your thoughts. In Fort Worth, police say a witness fatally shot a dog that was attacking someone in Fort Worth yesterday morning. Now, witnesses are telling police it was actually three dogs that were attacking someone, and they were trying to attack another person and other people on the scene. Police say that one of the witnesses stopped one of the dogs by shooting it, and that killed the dog. They don't say what kind of dogs these were or anything like that. The witness who shot the dog called police and is now in uh, cooperating with the investigation. No charges are expected to be filed against the person who shot and killed one of these dogs. Again, this this is lacking so much information. Was this someone in their own yard and it was their dogs that were attacking them? Was this someone walking down the street and the dogs were off of their property attacking them? Um, some more information is needed. I, I don't think that there should be any charges against the person that shot and killed that dog. He was trying to protect someone. My questions as to the where, why, who is charges potential charges against the dog owners Mm-hmm. yes if the dogs were off of the owner's property and inflicted 
damage on somebody, the owners under Texas law can be charged. Mm-hmm. If that person has to go to the hospital to be treated, the owner of the dogs can be charged. 512-836-0590. It's 511 at News Radio KLBJ. And now, back to The Mark and Melinda Show. Join the conversation at 512-836-0590. NBC News is reporting that President Biden is considering taking executive action to reduce the flow of illegal immigrants across the southern border. Officials on the Biden team tell NBC News they've been considering plans like this for months But nothing specific is yet drawn up and ready to be released. But they're thinking about it. Uh, Yeah, because they know that this is a major issue for most Americans when it's coming to voting. They see that the border is hurting polling numbers. I find it extremely interesting. We have been hearing nothing except for the last month, months and weeks from the Biden administration that this is not anything Biden can do. Biden can't do this. Mm -hmm. It has to go through Congress. On the first day of office, we put this to Congress and they've done nothing. Um, Yet now we're going to say, what executive order can he do? If he wanted to, he could do exactly what he did on day one when he created the crisis. He could shut it down. He doesn't want to. He is spending our taxpayer money to fight Texas, which is trying to shut it down at their state level. Mm -hmm. As Trump put it, He could have left Trump's policies in place and gone to the beach, and he would have been a lot better off. Absolutely. So that's the word from NBC News. The Biden team says the measures are still being drafted. They're not expected to take place anytime soon. So there's there's no urgency here on the part of these people. They're just leaking this to try to change public opinion. Yeah, and I I honestly think that if we see any real action, it comes shortly before the election. Look at me. I'm tough. I'm shutting down the border. Mm -hmm. Vote for me. Vote for me. Senator Chris Murphy, the Democrat of Connecticut, who was one of the senators who drafted the border proposal in secret over four months, was interviewed by MSNBC. And during the discussion, he said the undocumented are the top priority of Democrats in Congress. We'll play the soundbite in just a second. It's not surprising with the exception of they actually said it out loud on national news. Yes. Here he is on MSNBC, Senator Chris Murphy, the Democrat of Connecticut. So you are right that that has been the Democratic strategy for 30 years, maybe, uh, and it has failed to deliver for the people we care about most, the undocumented Americans that are in this country. So initially he was talking about, the, the anchor was saying, why didn't you try to get amnesty for the undocumented? And he said, yeah, we've been trying for 30 years, haven't succeeded for the most important people. Yeah, the people we care about the most, the undocumented Americans. Um, we'll skip over the part that there's no such thing as an undocumented American. The people you care for the most. I'm sorry, who are the people that are funding your booty being up there? <laughs> it's not the people you care for the most. <laughs> the hardworking taxpayers. 
512-836-0590. Also today, the Wall Street Journal is reporting that President Biden was sending three of his top officials to Michigan to meet with angry Arab American and Muslim voters. But now those folks have said, turn around, don't bother, we are not going to meet with you. These are the uh, residents of Michigan who are saying we're so angry at Biden over his support of Israel that we're not going to vote for Biden. And uh, Biden needs to win Michigan. It's a critical state if he hopes to get reelected. Initially, he tried to send his campaign manager to speak with these people, and they said, we're not going to meet with her. you got to do better than that. So he was sending three top officials today, including his deputy national security advisor. And then at the last minute... The Democrats in Michigan said, no, that's still not good enough. Yeah, they released a statement and said, President Joe Biden, you continue to be an unwelcome to speak to our community. We're not going to give the time to anyone in your administration until you call for a ceasefire in the Middle East. They went on to say Biden's cowardly parroting of the worn out claim that Israel has a right to defend itself stands as a cruel insert insult to every Palestinian life ruthlessly being extinguished by Israeli aggression. Uh, and not a word of criticism of Hamas, not a word from these people saying Hamas could release all of the hostages today and could raise a white flag and end all of the combat, saving the innocent civilians. Nope, nope. The Hamas wasn't mentioned once in this no. statement. But Biden has been steadily, increasingly moving away from his support of Israel for months now. And quietly behind the scenes, he is pressuring them to end the combat operations. And he's only doing it because of votes. voters in Michigan. Because of votes. And also, I would, I would expand it to just outside of Michigan, too, is you've got a lot of young people that feel the same way. And we were told it was the young people that swept him into office voting for him. And if he loses out on that, that's that's a big part of it as well. Yeah. Well, uh, Antony Blinken was on a mission to Israel this week. Uh, apparently, he made no progress in changing the mind of Netanyahu or Israeli leaders. 512-836-0590. I stand by. It's not our place. That's not our nation. We're not the ones living there, um, experiencing the terror, knowing that there's a group out there that's sole purpose is to rid you off this planet. How dare us step in and say, you got to let them do that. And Netanyahu is standing firm. He says, we're not going to stop until we finish off Hamas. 512-836-0590. Also in the news today, Ohio prosecutors are demanding that a Cincinnati 15-year-old high school student be tried as an adult. This high school student delivered a terrible beating to his teacher, a 60-year-old female teacher, who had to have serious surgery on her brain after this 15-year-old just pummeled her and beat her. The teen's defense is that he was vaping and there was something in the vape some kind of drug that made him lose his mind and that's why he savagely beat this 60 year old teacher at the school he first started attack attacking another classmate the teacher said she was going to call for security and that's why he turned on her um 15 years old knowingly doing something that he shouldn't have done 
and that that's the vaping part and mm-hmm. then turning yes. around and making it worse by beating this poor woman he absolutely should be tried as an adult and he should get a big sentence and i completely disagree with his attorney and i, I get it's his attorney and he has to defend him but the statement that he released is just, it, it's disgusting to me to say, listen, this is a man from a great family, no criminal record, but he consumed this vape. He didn't know the drugs that were in it. And that's what facilitated his conduct thereafter. Went on to say he should not be treated like the other individuals you see on the news wrecking havoc on the community. Why not? He did something that he isn't old enough to do knew that it comes with a risk, chose to do it anyway, and then those actions turned into uh, this poor woman having some of her skull removed so that they could relieve the pressure on her brain. That is very heinous. No, it's not going up and shooting up a community, but it's still very bad behavior that needs to be punished. These kinds of vicious attacks on teachers are happening too frequently now. We're seeing them in the news on a regular basis, and it is time that our society stand up and protect the teachers. This can't keep, keep happening. We, we can't tolerate this. He should be tried as an adult and suffer a very serious penalty. He made the decision mm-hmm. to vape or ingest edibles or whatever he did. This is his decision, and, and we have to start sending the message, you do not touch our teachers or school staff, period. Well, and not only that, we have to send the message because there was another part in the story that said prosecutors are coming up against this more and more where you've got defense attorneys saying their clients weren't able to um, comprehend their actions, so therefore they shouldn't be held liable for them because they were in, you know, because Mm -hmm. whatever drug they ingested, we have to fight against that too. We cannot say when you make the decision to take whatever drug, regardless if you knew how potent it was going to be or what the actual drug was, you still made the choice. That means you're liable for anything that comes after that. And I think we set a really bad precedent with that story of that young lady that got hardly any did she even get time or was it just probation no time behind bars for stabbing to death her boyfriend and the defense used she was out of her mind because she took a hit off of a vape yes and just excused her behavior after that the 60 year old teacher remained unconscious for several days after the brain surgery her family says she is continuing to recuperate 512-836-0590. Ben is in Taylor. Good afternoon, Ben. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm fine. This defense is just a copy of the woman out in California that stabbed her boyfriend a hundred times, killed him, and claimed uh, uh, whatever psychiatric issues from being stoned on marijuana. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the new defense for all the defense attorneys. Is, hey, if they do something stupid or really bad, and they were high, we try to get them off that way. Yes, they, they will try it. We agree with you there, Ben. Now, what what is yes, your sir. personal opinion? Do you try him as an adult and hammer him? You try him as an adult, absolutely, because the way our legal system's working right now, all these woke defenders around the country and these politicians and city councils, they want to not punish anyone. They just basically are letting everybody run wild 
and with no deterrence, you just you just invite more of that type of uh, acts. Yeah. People are people are going to be mean, and they're getting meaner. Well, and you can see not only is it happening in the local parts, we talk all the time about the criminals that are just being allowed to get back out on the street. You can now say nationwide, you see that too. We've invited criminals over. In fact, they wanted to pass a bill that said we're going to allow at least this many criminals a day. Criminals in the sense that they would be coming over illegally. It is coming from the highest levels that apparently our laws mean nothing. Melinda, what is the common denominator of every time you hear about one of these events? It's in Democrat-run cities with either leftist or ultra-woke uh, progressives. And it's basically destroying the fabric of our society. You can't have a country without laws, and that's why the police force there to to enforce some sort of civility, and we've lost that. We've got people in there that want to tear this country down and remake it in a different image, and it's really sad. Ben, thank you. Mm -hmm. Have a good evening. Here are the numbers. Weigh in with your thoughts. Call or text us, 512-836-0590-528. News Radio KLBJ. And now, back to The Mark and Melinda Show. Join the conversation at 512-836-0590. One of the stories we're discussing is out of Cincinnati, where prosecutors say a 15-year-old high school student delivered a savage beating to his 60-year-old female teacher. She had to have brain surgery. She was unconscious for days, but the family says she's going to recuperate Prosecutors now are asking a judge to declare the 15-year-old an adult to be tried in adult court, uh, presumably to get a much stiffer penalty if he is convicted in Ohio. We're discussing it with you at 512-836-0590. This is uh, creating a, a very dangerous situation if we don't start standing up for our teachers and protecting them. Already we're in a society where we've created conditions where people don't want to be police officers anymore. We're down the same path with teachers as well because of all of the violence occurring in the schools. It has to be stopped, Melinda. Yeah, and it's not going to matter how much money you raise their salaries. They're not going to be willing to come in and be a punching bag for out-of-control kids. No, kids that are not held accountable in any way. 512-836-0590. Police in Houston say that he sent more than 2,000 threatening emails to his neighbors in a three-month period in one neighborhood in Houston. One particular neighbor got 1,136 emails from this guy. 30-year-old Christopher Eustace has now been charged in connection with terroristic threats and harassing communication against the residents of his Yorkshire neighborhood. This guy off his rocker here, he was uh, very aggressive, threatening lawsuits against anybody and everybody. Uh, He even said, I may be dangerous, but I'm not violent. He wrote that he is having trouble uh, with his mental health. This is one of those, thankfully, this was found out before something happened. I don't know if he actually had um 
access to any guns. He did include in his emails that he did. I don't know if he actually did. And I'm with the parents on this. He still lived with his parents. And after he was arrested and his bail was set, thankfully they finally, they actually gave him a bail. Parents said, we're not bailing you out. Mm-hmm. His own parents. He was living with them. Here, here's another email that he wrote on January 20th. I probably could not get away with a mass shooting, but any nonviolent offenses are basically going to be looked at and ignored. I'm going to be unstoppable. Well, he's been paying attention to the news, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Uh, he wrote 2024 is going to be known as his ultimate revenge tour. So, I don't know what, if he's convicted of terroristic threat, the sentencing for that. But to me, this is a prime example of you, you need to get some mental health going on here. There should not be a release Even if he's able to come up with the money, it should not be released back onto the street. It should be released into some mental health facility. Sounds like, yes, he's uh, seriously mentally ill. You can weigh in with your thoughts, 512-836-0590. And if you're just touching base with us, we want to recap the big story out of the U.S. Supreme Court for you. They had the hearing today on the case of Colorado's Supreme Court removing Donald Trump from the Colorado ballot. And they had arguments from the state of Colorado as well as an attorney for former President Donald Trump. Most people who listened are characterizing this as a day where most, if not all, of the Supreme Court justices were highly skeptical of what Colorado did. And in fact, we're going to play a soundbite for you in just a moment. One law professor says, The most challenging questions and comments directed at the Colorado lawyer were coming from the justices appointed by Democratic presidents. Well, I really hate when they do that because I think that kind of further divides and it it adds to, well, we have this type of Supreme Court or we have that type of Supreme Court. When it comes to the Supreme Court justice, they have one job, and that is what does the Constitution say and how how does it apply to whatever case is in front of them? And yes, I do think if you are to base it on the questions that were asked and then some somewhat of an inability on Colorado's side to accurately or definitively, definitively answer them, that you come away from that thinking Colorado's not going to win in this case. A lot of the judges were asking Colorado's attorney, if we endorse what Colorado did, What happens next? What does that lead to? Not only in 2024, but beyond. Mm -hmm. They also uh, questioned Colorado's interpretation of the 14th Amendment, Section 3. They really questioned Colorado about, uh, was that really an insurrection? Uh, Do states under this amendment really have the ability to take a national office candidate off of the ballot? someone running for national office. Uh, they also challenged Colorado on the part in that, that amendment that declares uh, it pertains to officers of the federal government. Which means that they're appointed, not elected. Right, and Trump was elected. So there were many levels where the justices did not seem to be convinced that Colorado reached the right decision. And Jonathan Turley, Fox News analyst from George Washington University, 
says he thought it was a tough day for the attorney representing the state of Colorado in these arguments. I think that the advocates for disqualification probably expected a cold reception, uh, but this was perfectly glacial. I mean, the, the problem for uh, Jason Murray is that his toughest questions came from the left of the court. Many people have been saying how the conservatives are going to sandbag this entire appeal and how they have to look deeply within themselves. Uh, many of the toughest questions were coming from Justice Jackson and Justice Kagan. Now, there were hard questions for Trump's lawyer as well. We, will, we don't want to give you the impression that it was one-sided. It was just one softball after another. Uh, they went after him uh, aggressively on a number of points. Uh, here's one example. This is Trump's lawyer with Justice Jackson. Uh, they're going back and forth on a lot of these issues, particularly whether what happened on January 6th was an insurrection or a riot. Uh, so listen to this exchange between Justice Jackson and Trump's attorney. The Colorado Supreme Court concluded that the violent attempts of the petitioner supporters uh, in this case to halt the count uh, on January 6th qualified as an insurrection. Uh, as defined by Section 3, and I read your opening brief to accept uh, that those events counted as an insurrection, um, but then your reply seemed to suggest that they were not. So wh what is your position oh, as to that? We never accepted or conceded in our opening brief that this was an insurrection. What we said in our opening brief was President Trump did not engage in any act that can plausibly be characterized as insurrection. All right, so because why would this not, not be an insurrection? What is your argument that it's not? Your reply brief says that it wasn't because I think you say um, it did not involve an organized attempt to overthrow right. the government. So That's one of many reasons. But for an insurrection, there needs to be an organized, concerted effort to overthrow the government of the United States through violence. And this and so riot the point is that a chaotic effort to overthrow the government is not an insurrection. No, we didn't concede that it's an effort to overthrow the government either, Justice Jackson. Right? None of these criteria were met. This was a riot. It was not an insurrection. The events were shameful, criminal, violent, all of those things. But it did not qualify as insurrection, as that term is used in Section Three. Thank you. Because thanks. Thank you, Counsel. Thank you. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know why that always makes me laugh. Like, please don't expand anymore. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Move along. So uh, that illustrates the kind of back and forth that was occurring over the course of two hours uh, in this historic case, unprecedented. Yeah, this is brand new legal ground. Uh, never before covered in the history of our country. And I think it's extremely important, the decision that they come back, because it sets up the future. If they are to agree with Colorado, that sets up all future elections and what can be done by the states. Here's Donald Trump speaking at Mar-a-Lago after the hearing completed at the Supreme Court. Well, I'm a believer in our country, and I'm a believer in the Supreme Court. Uh, I listened today and I thought our arguments were very, very strong. Uh, an argument that uh, is very important is the fact that you're leading in every race, you're leading in every state, you're leading in the country against both Republican and Democrat. And Biden, you're leading in the country by a lot. And can you take the person that's leading everywhere and say, hey, we're not going to let you run? You know, I think that's pretty tough to do, but uh, I'm leaving it up to the Supreme Court. 
Even David Axelrod, the Obama campaign strategist who was on CNN today, says it really worries him if they uphold Colorado's decision because he says, look, Trump has a good point. He's got tremendous support in this country, and Colorado will be depriving millions of people the opportunity to vote for Donald Trump as a candidate. I'm trying to imagine what it would be like if the Supreme Court said, we're removing the front-running uh, Republican candidate uh, from the ballot uh, and, uh, and and essentially saying to the American people, you won't have the opportunity uh, to vote for him. And I think it would be very, very disruptive uh, in this country. I think it, it, it will uh, yeah. create a huge reaction, and that worries me. Well, and not only that, I, I have seen hardly anybody that thinks that what Colorado is proposing to do is the right thing to do. Uh, and that's on both sides of the aisle. Many legal experts, scholars, uh, political mouthpieces pretty much have all said that that's not the right thing to do. All right. We'd like to hear your thoughts. You can call, you can text us, 512-836-0590. It's 542 at KLBJ. They're live, local, and talking about the stories that matter to you. Share your opinions with Mark and Melinda at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Mark and Melinda. One of the other big stories today is the special counsel has wrapped up his investigation of President Biden and his handling of classified documents. Uh, Mr. Herr said he will not recommend criminal charges, although he said Biden willfully took the classified documents and willfully withheld disclosing them and even shared them with a man who was helping him write his book, including classified documents regarding Afghanistan. But they decided not to pursue criminal charges because, as they describe it, Biden is an elderly man with a bad memory. And Mm -hmm. they don't think that they could get a conviction in front of a jury, that the jury would be sympathetic to an elderly man with a bad memory. Now, the White House has been putting out attempts this afternoon to defend his memory or mental ability. Yeah, a couple on his team wrote a letter to her saying that they did not believe that that should have been included in this report because it's just not accurate, again, trying to cover. And then the White House communications director I guess this was his defense of that being in the investigation said, well, this happened the day after the October 7 attack from Hamas on Israel. So I I guess that's why. I mean, again, I, I don't understand that. I don't think that that's a defense, especially because this was something that we were told special counsel her had been trying to get together with Biden, trying to come up with a date where they could do all of this. It kept getting pushed back. Um, why Why would you not say, okay, listen, my focus is here right now. I'm going to have to reschedule that again. Yeah, it, it, it's just not plausible to think that October 7th was so traumatic that it completely wiped out his memory on things like when he was vice president or the year his son died. And those are things specifically cited in the mm-hmm. report that Biden could not answer in the interviews they did with him. And that's why they they indicated, look, he's he's got bad memory. Well, and he he does. 
Um, I think that this report is just the first time that we're actually getting confirmation of that because Biden's people have tried their best to say there's nothing wrong. He is completely fine. How dare you even ask questions about his mental capabilities? And this is the first time in writing in a, I guess, legal document that it states exactly what you're doing with and it's got to bring up questions and and not just for republicans of course republicans are going to take this and they're going to use this as this is exactly why we do not need him in office any longer but definitely not starting again in 2024 what will be the interesting part is how do democrats respond to this i guess we're seeing a little bit of it from his own administration making excuses Mm-hmm. for it but how do democrats as a whole see this yeah behind the scenes they're probably having very serious discussions right now one thing i want to look into haven't had a chance to check in this report that runs over 350 pages does the special counsel address those classified documents that were found in biden's washington dc office that was paid for by the chinese government through the university of pennsylvania Uh, Who got to see the documents? What was the content of those documents? I think that is a critical question. And, And that occurred according to documented reports. That's one of the locations where he had classified materials. And, uh, remember all of this would not have been known to any of us had it not been for someone in the federal government leaking to CBS news. Oh, by the way, while you're all talking about Trump having classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, check into Biden. He's got a bunch at multiple locations. That was a leak to CBS News. And the Biden White House, we now know, knew he had documents before the 2022 midterm elections. And they had a big meeting. What are we going to do? They decided we're going to keep our mouth shut. We're not going to say a word. And they kept a lid on it until a leaker blew the top off of the lid after the elections. Well, and Biden, too, knew that he had documents when he was out there saying that it's completely irresponsible. He may have forgotten that he had the documents, but he knew he had the documents when he was saying it's completely irresponsible that anybody would take classified documents away from the office. Yeah, we've been seeing reports for several days now that Biden's handlers were worried about this report coming out, but they were putting out the line. They were worried about the photos that were going to be released that would show how reckless and careless he was with classified documents in the garage and other locations. But I think they got a heads up and they knew the really damaging part is all these comments about his bad memory. Well, and I'm wondering if they did get a heads up because it didn't make any sense that they would be embarrassed about the photos. We already knew a lot of that. Um, So I, I don't know that that was any new information. I do think that this is new information and i do think that it has to be looked at by everybody moving forward exactly what is his mental capabilities a lot of the polls show that a majority of americans already have decided he's not mentally fit to continue and this is not going to do anything to change that narrative it may have more people going okay y'all were right 512-836-0590 also in the news today 
A U.S. Court of Appeals says a man can continue with his lawsuit against the police department that gave him a ticket for yelling at police officers who were driving without their headlights turned on. This case is out of Buffalo, New York. This man says this happened about 8 o'clock at night. In a parking lot, he noticed a vehicle rolling through the parking lot, no headlights on. So he yelled at him, and he included uh, a curse word with mm-hmm. it. Turns out it was a police car, an SUV, and the police stopped. And they said, hey, don't you know you could be arrested for that? And it ended up with the cops writing him a ticket in this case. This- and so uh, this this triggered this whole uh, episode now, this cascading lineup of one lawsuit and court hearing after another for this guy. This is so ridiculous to me. Um, one, I, I yes, you should be respectful, but I could understand, you know, a curse word slipping out when you're seeing someone almost hit two other people and you see that they don't have their lights on. It, it, it makes sense that perhaps they didn't see them because they didn't have their lights on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it should have never been anything about. I don't. I don't even. I cannot even understand why they pulled him over. Yeah, and, and he says, "Look, I didn't even realize it was a police car until they stopped." And uh oh, I could see these are officers. It was one of those SUVs with markings. It was kind of hard to determine. The ticket was dismissed at one point. Uh, The man's lawsuit was thrown out by one judge, but now a U.S. Court of Appeals says, no, you can sue them for that ticket. Uh, So that's underway now. He says, I don't want a lot of money, but I want some uh, admissions they were wrong and retraining for these officers. That'll do it for today's show. Thanks a lot for joining us. We're here every weekday live and local. Mark and Melinda, have a great evening. You too. Thank you, Jack and Kyle. The news is coming up next.